Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, my talkers. It is 5 o'clock on this Tuesday. And that means one thing. We have Rocco in studio. Let's play a game, shall we? Shall we play a game? game, game? All right. This is going to be a good one for you guys. Okay. It is National Book Lovers Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know when Lori uh, travels, she brings like nine hardcover books. She does. Wow. Sits under the pillow. Depends on the trip, Rocco. That's true. I That's won't bring lot. nine books to Paris, okay. for example. <laughs> Do you check Too that heavy. luggage? Uh, yes, Too I check. No, I wouldn't have that much time to read. Right. Sunshine trips. Sunshine just beach relax. trips. Yes, I can read a book a you, day. She can read a book a day. So what I did, I found a handful. Of, I, I Googled best movies made from books, and I looked at a bunch of people's lists. I came up with like 10. Okay. That made a lot of lists. And I'm going to sort of describe, you know, the plot, maybe tell you the author, the year it came out, and you're going to tell me the movie I'm, the book turned movie I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Like this one from 1993, based on a 1989 book by Amy Tan. For oh, the Jerry oh, Lock Club. Club. Yes, oh, the Jerry Lock Club. It was kind of a tie, but maybe. No, it wasn't. No, at all. I, had, I knew the she Joy. She looked at my lips no, but and I knew she repeated the, Joy, and I knew the Joy. Lock I know Club. this book. Rocco, your bias <laughs> towards Julia is, is that a problem? I try. I try. Is really. I like the underdog, you know? Thank you. I mean, I'm a Minnesota fan. I, I don't notice you doing that on Donna's scene. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don is an underdog. What's wrong with him being nice to me? Julia, it's got nothing to do. I want a fair person running the board. Oh, stop it. I'm going to start putting up paper. You're just such a blatant little cheater. I have to cover my mouth. I did. Joy. After I said Joy Luck Club. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Well, how about this? I'm just saying, Julia, I've had it every game, every week. (laughs) This is what we get the bias. The bias. Don't Don't you get sick of the pity? No, I would be sick of the pity. All right. Well, this one I bet you, Julia, read. It's a 2014 movie based on a 2012 book by Gillian Flynn. Gone the Girl. Gone, sharp yes. Objects. Mm-hmm. Yep, Gone Girl. Okay. What did Julia say? Dong. Dong. Yeah. Dong. A we just, we of mine just, just about me. Yeah. I could picture that. I'm reading the best book, and I said... Welcome to 2010. I know. <laughs> he was on our show for all of you our guys, books. You guys said you loved the movie, though, right? Yeah, the movie yeah, was great. Yeah, the book was great. So phenomenal. Yeah, Did you so, ever see that, Rocco? I have not, no. Ben and, Affleck. And I've not even gotten to any of my film descriptions yet. Lori's getting these based on the author Well, title. we we had her on like three times gotcha. in like four years. Mm-hmm. She was a that was she was a big darn deal. She she, really what has she done since then? Not a lot. She's, she's been producing. executive producing stuff. Yeah, she's executive mm-hmm. producing her stuff. All right. Well, let's see if you get this one. 
2012 film based on a 1999 Stephen Chabosky book. Emma Watson and the infamous Ezra Miller star, an introvert freshman, is taken under the wings of two seniors who welcome him to the real world. Oh, I might have stumped you here. I have no clue. This one showed up on like pretty much all the lists I looked up, even though I am not that familiar with this one either. It is The Perks... Of being Peter Wildfire. Yeah. None of us read that or no. saw it. We, I read the book actually. I forgot okay. the author's name, and I did not realize Ezra Miller was. No, neither did I. So I looked it up today. Is that a, is that? I, if you'd said Logan, the kid, the other kid. Yeah, what was the other kid's name? I figured these were the two biggest names, but maybe I was wrong. No, no, Ezra. Was no, a, who was he? Was cute too. Logan yeah. was cute. This was a cute movie. It was uh, what's his name? Who was in West Side Story? Ansel Elgort. Uh, yes, was the so that's star. who it was. Oh, was it? Because I'm looking. Yeah, Logan Lerman. Yeah, that was yeah, a Logan. good. That was a good one. All right. So, are you wanting the point? Because no, you, Jeopardy's okay. getting the point. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll go to this one. It's a 2005 movie based on a 2001 book by Anne. Brushers, four best girlfriends hatch a plan. The sister to the traveling? No. Four sister had a traveling pants? No. It is, is it, actually. Is it? Oh, yes, it was. They hatch a plan. But I don't know. I'm not going to give you a point unless you Julia. say it loud the and proud. The sister to the traveling pants, all and right. those women were all in here, with the exception right. of Blake Lively for America Ferreira. Um, the one that's Spadel. Yes. Boy, that was and in so 2005. was the author. Yep, so was the author. Yeah, they were all here. It's before my time. But there's, yeah, there's pictures. Yes. Around the uh, office yes, about there that. Are. Well, that's kind of fun. Julia's on the board. Thank you. Even fun though movie, I don't care. Fun young adult book, too. Yeah, it was a couple. They there, did, there's uh, a series. Yeah. Yes. All right. How about this one? 2017 movie based on a 1986 book by Stephen King. The Stand. In the summer, Joe, of, in the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together oh, to destroy a shape shifting monster. Which the clown. Dis- which disguises it, itself. It. I knew it. I couldn't think of the name of it. Disguises itself as a clown. I knew it. Was, it. I said the clown. I was close. Mm-hmm. Oh, was I couldn't close. think of the name of the damn thing. Of course, I would never see that movie. He's written so many books that have become movies. Plus, his two famous short stories right. are movies. Stand By Me and Shawshank Redemption are both novellas from Stephen King. And he's done all right for himself. Yes, he has. All right, how about this? 19, by the way, just to... Three to, three to one. Okay, we're, mm-hmm. we're celebrating National Book Lovers Day. These are all movies based on books. 1962 movie based on a 1960 book by Harper Lee. To Kill a Mockingbird. Mockingbird. <laughs> yes, that was you, a tie. Oh, you guys must have read it. Nice. Well. That was a tie. Uh, about 1961 movie based on Truman Capote's 1958 oh, um, novella. In cold, in cold black. Mm-hmm. Blood. That's, yep, that's a good guess, but that's no. not what I'm going for oh. here. A young oh, New York uh, socialite. Oh, Tiffany's. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I did read uh, In Cold Blood back in the day. That's pretty haunting. Mm. That is an incredible book. He kind of introduced that true fictionalized, crime. you know, true crime. Right. You're that right. genre. That makes sense. The true crime, that's obviously a big thing now. Because then Norman Mailer did the Executioner song, which was about Gary Gilmore. Oh, right. Who was shot by fire range or, you know, by... Firing squad? Yes. Firing squad. Okay. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Rosanna Arquette were in the, I want to say it was a TV series, miniseries. Oh, yeah. The Executioner yeah. song. That makes sense. But that's a, if you liked that, nor if you liked uh, Truman Capote, that the Executioner song, 
you'll never feel the same way about death penalty again after you read that book. It's incredible. Yeah, you, you know, nailed fictionalized it. Fictionalized story. It was a uh, made-for-television uh, film. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Christine Lati, Rosanna Arquette, and Eli Wallach. Where wow. is Christine Lati? She used to be in a lot of book shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking her up right now. Uh, she she plays. She's on the Paramount Plus series Evil. Oh, there you go. There okay. we go. For all you Christine Lati heads out there. Uh, how about this one? 1999 movie based on John Irving's 1985. Better House Rules. I got it. You did get it. We did it at the same time. (laughs) All right, play back. I I can do it. All right, you can have the point. I don't care. I don't care that much. We said it at the same time. Okay, okay. Um, So it's five to three. It's six to three. I got three more here. We'll see. Maybe you can catch up. 1991 film based on a 1988 Thomas Harris book, A Young FBI Cadet. Oh, The Silence of the Lambs. It is The Silence of the Lambs. All right. Did you read that book? You know, I don't think I ever did Ugh. read that book. Saw the movie. I, yeah. Ugh. Did you read? Yeah. I did not. Ugh. Actually, I lied. I only have one more left. So okay. you can't catch up to All right. But, but thank you for thinking of me. Let's see if you can get it. Let's see who can get it this soon. All right. 1939 movie. Wizard of Oz. I know those are the only two. <laughs> he was on fire today. There you go. All, All right. right. You got it. Go Bravo, the book. that's where we really excel. Give us books to movies. I know. And we my, know our stuff. My 10-year-old's hanging out with me today. We're going to, down to the soccer thing at Allianz. He said he started uh, Tom Sawyer today. No, Huckleberry oh. Finn. Which one? Oh. Tom oh, Sawyer. That's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's why you guys are in your soccer Yes, and he's got right. a silly string in the studio. I love mm-hmm. silly string. Shoot it at your dad. <laughs> While he's driving. Will they right. sing Wonderwall tonight just well, for fun? Tonight is the, just the skills competition. Right. So they're, you know, they're going to do a bunch of soccer yeah. tricks and stuff. Yeah. And then tomorrow is the best of the MLS versus the best of the Mexican League. Who do you think is going to win? Bruno, who do you think is going to win tomorrow? The Mexicans? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're are pretty they, good. They're better. I think they're a notch above us, right? Yeah, he said just, just a, a little bit. bit. Yeah. And then, do you just take the light rail down? Yep, that's to the... what we're gonna do. It's yeah. always nice. To that's kind of and... easy and nice, isn't it? It is real nice. It yeah. is because sure. it grabs Jeff right there. Well, it, what a perfect night for it! And thank you so much. Yes, for we'll see you uh, Friday. We'll probably have to. You know, we had two notable deaths this week. We had uh, obviously Olivia Newton-John and then uh, Lamont Dozier, who wrote a ton of. Oh. We of, haven't even gotten uh, to him. Motown songs. Four Tops, Supremes. He wrote I had so no idea who it was. I mean, pretty Please much any songwriter. Motown song that wasn't written by Smokey or Stevie was the, was he and his He uh, wrote partners. Bernadette, Reach Out, I'll Be There, Where Did I Love Go. I mean, we would have no Motown songs. Yeah, so maybe Lamont Friday Dozier. we'll celebrate those, you know. Okay, Olivia you understand who's going to win. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not here on Friday. When oh. I, oh, there you okay. go. Okay. So you have a winning I have a chance. Three days to study now that I know who it is. <laughs> I get, I get, he wrote Free to Pain, Heart of Gold. Yeah. Uh, you know, Honeycone. I mean, he was just. All the Supreme songs. Supremes. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. he's He and his brothers wrote literally all the hits for Four Top Supremes. And, okay, Racco, what okay. do you think Project Down and Dirty is going to be? Uh, I I actually do know now, so oh. I better go. Bye. All right. Now. Bye. I'm going to tickle you to get it out of you. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. Well, hello, Holly. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Lori and Julia. 
Let's talk about Fred Savage this afternoon in our 520 Dirt Alert. The Hollywood Reporter has a new report saying that Fred Savage was fired from the reboot of The Wonder Years because six female crew members alleged sexual harassment by Fred Savage. Mm-mm. Yeah, the story details a series of events leading up to the women sending a complaint to Disney and speaking to HR about their concerns with his behavior towards women on set. Now, the Hollywood Reporter says that the group of women are claiming that they saw two very different sides of Savage, a charismatic, seemingly supportive calling and a far darker, angrier alter ego. Mm-mm. They also claim that he could flip the latter persona in an instant. And in such moments, one says his eyes would go dead. One woman saying that she had never seen his, him behave this way in front of actors or executives who would only see his absolute perfect best face. That's really a drag. Lori, you really... I- I love that show, The Wonder Years. The reboot is so fantastic. Well, it's it, so good. It's been renewed for a second season. Okay, good. Well, listen, if he did all that, he's got to go. That's not acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he had previously faced allegations on The Wonder Years That's set. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, Fred Savage and his co-star Jason Hervey were sued by a costume designer who claimed that their verbal and physical harassment made it hard for her to work and eventually led her to her firing. That's sad. Yeah, and that was back on the set of the original Wonder Years. Wow. Really? In the late 80s, early 90s. Because these allegations have been out there for a while that he would change his way, get some help. People don't change. Yeah, you, you know, uh, Fred Savage made a statement to the Hollywood Reporter giving his side. And I don't have the words right in front of me, but mm-hmm. it was basically saying, you know, sorry that my behavior made you feel this way. Ah, that's always the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what's going on over there. Uh, Kenan Thompson is hosting the Emmy Awards yes. this year. Your thoughts? I'm, I, I, I like love him. him and I, think I think he would be great at it. I do it. too. Yeah, he is Saturday Night Live's longest running cast member in the show's history. He's also hosted a couple of award shows. He hosted the Kids' Choice Awards last year, People's Choice Awards, and the Emmys are going to be happening September 12th on NBC and on Peacock simultaneously. Yeah, no, I think that's a real good assignment for him. Good. Bethany Frankel is ripping on Kim Kardashian's uh, skincare line, calling it impractical at best. I I have to agree with her. (laughs) She's Bethany Frankel is over on TikTok reviewing Kim Kardashian's new skincare line, Skin by Kim. And she sampled two of the products, saying impractical at best and somewhat overpriced. Now, she is charging $75 for eye cream. Yeah, it's it's just... it's. Well, I think for that stuff, like, if a dermatologist isn't behind it or someone who knows... But you can to, get drugstore beauty, La Rock right. or CeraVe. Yes, yes. There are some really, really good... You can go to TikTok and you can find out, like, even if you go to InStyle and stuff, they try a lot of these drugstore brands. Eating. But you wouldn't want to... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spend that much from for an eye cream. Right. That's ridiculous. Come on, Kim. Right. And exactly to your point, Julia, if you're going to be throwing down that kind of money. I want it by someone who knows how to deal with skin. Exactly. An expert. Exactly. I, I think she's out of her league with that. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Paracon. Yeah. Or, you know, if Dr. Yes. Crutchfield came yes. up with somebody or whoever yes. he sells. Then I would. Because there's it's... even people debating whether or not an eye cream is necessary. If you can just use your same cream. Right. You know. Yeah, so there you go, Bethany Frankel. Give us I some love real it. talk. Boy, we don't usually when someone gets a free box, they don't usually drag it right away. I'm all yeah. for this. Thank you, <laughs> Bethany. All right. So since Julia, you man the sports desk here at my talk. Yes. Your thoughts on Serena Williams oh. announcing her retirement from tennis? I'm not surprised at all because she really hasn't made it past the first round in years, and um, it's sad though because we were talking. You know, I don't know who will be able to accomplish what she's done. She was number one for six years straight. Yeah. And, um, you know, she has been the face of um, U.S. women's tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope Coco Goff comes up. There's some other great. Yeah. We have some good, you know, younger players. It's, it's I, I want sweet. I want her to win to get past the first round at the U.S. Open when she's going to be. That's going to be a final um, match. I hope she does well. Yeah. I'm going to say that when I leave here. I'm evolving. I'm not ever retiring. I'm just evolving You're just to the evolving. next thing. It's a good thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Serena Williams penning an essay for the September issue of Vogue magazine. She's also on the cover. So is her daughter, Olympio. Thank you for her- posting that. That yes. is a great. I mean, that's such a prestige issue, the September issue. Hello. It is the issue. It is the issue. And we know that Anna Wintour is quite the tennis fan herself. That's yes, true. Yes, she is. Uh, yeah, Serena Williams penning an essay for Vogue magazine. You know, she's saying that she was really grappling with saying that she was retiring and that it was hard to even talk about it with the most intimate people in her life, including her husband, her parents, uh, and everybody else. And that, you know, she got uh, some guidance from other retired tennis players and that she just wants to evolve. She wants to focus on other things. She wants to grow her family, grow her venture capital firm, and uh, move on. She's 23 Grand Slam singles titles. Yep. I think and one other- short of Margaret Court, which is like the irony yep. of someone playing tennis, being last name being Court. Never correct. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the world of tennis will never be the same with Serena Williams That's leaving the court. True. Uh, you know, a notable obituary in the world of fashion today. Uh, Issei Miyake has oh. passed away at the age of 84. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah. he did the very pleated, very almost architectural. Also, Issei Miyake does the, um, he's got fragrances. Yes. A really nice, some nice fragrances. That was one of the biggest fashion brands. Yeah, he passed away. uh, His uh, people said that he passed away from cancer on August 5th. How old was he? 
84. He was 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would recognize his outfits. Also, maybe perhaps you're not into the world of fashion, but you're into the world of tech. He designed Steve Jobs' iconic black turtleneck sweaters. Oh, oh is there that right? you go. I <laughs> yeah. love it that a designer did. Yeah. A oh, black yeah. turtleneck. He wasn't is, shopping at the It wasn't Land's store. End. Yeah, it wasn't like, nice material, but yeah, very boldly sculpted and pleated pieces and kind of... Yeah, kind of a cool, cool designer. Yeah, when you look at Steve Jobs' turtleneck, you can actually see some pleats and some other small details on it. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't wearing Kirkland signature. That's right. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. You know, just just throwing that out there. Um, it seems that uh, we're getting some sideways support in the ongoing feud between Nicola Peltz and Victoria Beckham. Victoria mm-hmm. Beckham's son Cruz is wearing a Spice Girls throwback T-shirt in support. Of mom on social media. Mm-hmm. This is. This, I wow. told you about this two you weeks did. ago, Julia. The trouble know. was brewing because Victoria and Brooklyn's wife were so. They like fond over each other's Instagram, and it's been deafening insta silence since even a little bit before the wedding. Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm taking this cue as a passive aggressive thing on yep. the, <laughs> that he's supporting his mother by sharing a throwback, and he's actually wearing it too. And it looks <laughs> and it's an old late '90s T-shirt of the Spice Girls, and he tagged his mom in the picture yeah. with a smiley emoji face. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to read into it. Yeah. yeah. Now, something I think that we'll post uh, tomorrow. Well, we don't have time to get to it. All right. I just want you to Google Tyra Banks. Beyonce, and watch an old video from the Tyra Banks talk show. Oh, and how rude Tyra was. Tyra was very rude. She was rude on America's Next Top Model, and she was rude when she had a show. And Black Twitter doesn't forget, and they periodically put things up. Well, and today is one of those days. Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. Thank you. This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that duh. Everybody knows. Oh, so many studies. And unlike Sex Monday, I actually did some homework and caught up on some journal skimming. All right, nice. Yeah, okay. So um, let's start with this. Study of duh coming to us out of the journal Ambio, and that's all capital letters to you. Um, I, mean, di- I have no idea what that means. Ambio, ambient biology. Oh, I'm just my guessing. favorite. I'm just guessing. Okay, a personal <laughs> favorite. Okay, so I I wanted to look for some environmental and psychological studies that could make us say duh and take a whiff. Guess what? Smells of nature promote relaxation and positive well-being. Oh, how about that? How about that? Did you guys know that? No idea. Jeez Louise. Yes. Uh, University of Kent. They report that uh, smells and odors play a significant role when it comes to the well-being the well-being benefits of spending time in nature. And I guess we do know that part. Yes. They have showed numerous studies. Nature equals better mood, stronger well-being. But um, they wanted to know how nature's smells, how that affected people. And basically, what you smell in nature very often reconnects people with their childhood. Oh, So smelling grass, or if you were like a country kid and you had the windows down and kind of fresh 
farm smell. You kind of love it. You love it, right? Yes. And um, so that's that was the bigger study within it is that the smell of nature brings people back to childhood things, memories, whatever it might be. And so that's another reason why it does feel so good to be outside because nature is a multi-sensory experience, you guys. Man, Not- I, haven't got, I haven't gone on a nice nature walk in a while. Yeah. Oh, I love nature. They're, yeah. they're so good. They're so fun. Yeah, just your it's your eyes, it's your smell. So that was the part of the study that I that I really liked. Okay, now this study again, um, I went in honor of our amazing ability to be kitten kid. Pied Pipers, Julia. Oh, gosh, Lori, you're so funny. You are. <laughs> we are the Pied Piper of kitten children. Oh, Lori. Oh, God, you're so funny. The were Pied we? Piper of kitten children. We were. We were. I love it. We saw what happened. It's been documented. No one's seen anything like it. I, including myself and yourself and... It was so funny. It was so fun. Anyway, uh, this is in the Children News and Environment okay. Department. Too hot to play. Childhood ob- obesity and inactivity is increasing because of climate change. Why do we think that's a duh? Well, it just seems like kids do not are not as aerobically fit as other kids of previous generations. And that is something that kids get told. It's too hot for you to play outside. I can I never, guarantee you. I never said we that. Never, I never said to us and many never other said that. Yeah. I, I cannot agree more. Like you, everybody, that's that's the excuse now. And it didn't matter how hot it was when I was in you know, oh, going no. to recess, Get out there. went outside, played kickball, played whatever. It didn't matter what because the temperature if was. Nothing else. Physical fitness is key to being able to handle yeah. the heat, hot heat. and. Right unfit people then they have more problems but yeah kids are a third less aerobically fit than their parents at the same age and um this was published in the journal temperature and um few we've never had this many children according to the world health organization they recommend that kids be outside Every day for an hour. Yes. Oof. That's even down from when I was last hearing that. It was like an hour and a half, two hours. Yes. Yes. And uh, uh, the doctors that were part of this study, they were like, they want people to get out there and they really think it's important for kids to get out. They need to learn how to cope in a hot world because by 2050, hot, hot temperatures are going to be the norm. Hmm. And um, they did this study of five uh, 2050. Five, yeah, 2050. Twi- uh, 450 young boys between five and Thailand. And between uh, five and Thailand? Or, excuse me, five and 12 in <laughs> Thailand. I, this is a new age group. Yeah, this is a new age group. I don't know. Check the box. Are you between five, five and Thailand, Thailand or seven in Germany? I, mean, I don't know where you're going to be. Between five and Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, between five and twelve, and they were this study was done in Thailand, but they found overweight kids were twice as likely to have trouble getting their body temperature down when exercising outdoors, and they think it is because they are getting cold. Told it's too hot for you to play outside. Yeah, I don't. I wonder what parent would say that. I don't know. I wouldn't. I feel like that also takes a mental toll at some point when people are like. Always telling you, you know, you you probably shouldn't go outside, but and these the, kids can. The thing is, children regulate heat differently. They're not yeah. just smaller adults. You're they right. sweat less. 
they have increased blood flow for the skin to cool down, and so they're fine. They're fine outside. Right. Okay. Anyway, all right, here's another one. Real study of duh. No loyalty. Most shoppers will switch brands after just one bad experience. A whopping 54% of people said, yep, after one time. And millennials will do it even faster. 60% of millennials have one bad shopping experience. You're done. You're out of here. Wow. I, I mean, know. Not, wow. Not, not me. Wow. But, yeah. Not you? No, I mean, if I go in a bad store, I'm, it's not going to take one. I've worked in retail long enough to know that there are going to be bad days. And, not, it's and the customers not are not talking about the retail experience. It's the brand. Oh, yeah, true. It's the brand. Oh, yeah. True. It's the brand. It's not the store. People will switch brands. Like electronics. That sees the fiercest okay. competition. Of the items people are most willing to switch brands on, smartphones are number one. Yeah. I, I find that hard to believe. Well, it doesn't mean you're going, you're, you can get a different kind of an Android. Sure, 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 sure. You sure, know sure. what I mean? Yeah. It's not, you can get a different kind of an Apple. You can decide. No, you can't. Well, yeah, but you can decide, yes. I want a smaller right. flip phone app. You know, you can yeah, yeah, decide yeah. like I that. I get it, yep. So, and then TVs, people are not loyal to that. Cars, kitchen appliances. Yeah, they have a bad experience. You're just done. So, um, um, they have so many more options. Yes, we didn't have that many options. That's Again, true. we had three channels. That's true. we cannot. <laughs> we had to have loyalty. Right, we didn't <laughs> three, have any. Then four TV stations. We it was just the way it was. That's right. Yes, you couldn't have any. No. Okay, so this um, this is, I guess, kind of actually surprised me as a. Study of Die. I don't know how it got in my file here today, but I must have highlighted it. But this is from the American Cleaning Institute in Wakefield Research, and they did a survey of 500 college kids, and they found nearly all college kids, 92%, recognize that having a clean room makes them feel their best mentally and physically. Oh, this is, yes. This doesn't surprise you. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was done mostly girls. Yeah, yet <laughs> nearly three and four were less than completely prepared to clean on their own the first time they arrived to college. They did are have you... to be told. Oh, that's funny. It is so true. Like if oh. if you are having like a lot of if you're feeling anxious, anxious and you and have you crap all live, over and you live in a messy oh. thing, it will make you feel more anxious. I can't leave my house unless. If- my common areas are clean. Yeah. It just because I can't come home to that. It'll throw me over the edge. Yeah. It'll throw me over the edge. So if you've got kids going off to college, mom and dads, make sure you send them off with their bucket of supplies they're going to need. And, and you, when you send them off, just say, if nothing else, make time to clean up your room a little bit. Every yeah. day it'll make you feel better. That's like me watching like a movie or like a, a game is like if my living room is there's like something within my wide range of vision in the living room yeah. where it's going to like it won't obstruct the view or anything, but it's like. It's like an OCD thing. I just have to have like a big living room space to just yes. watch it. I don't know. It's just really and, and, weird. But you feel better. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. feel better. So anyway, I'm glad that college kids recognize that. They asked sophomores about this. They didn't ask for freshmen because they didn't know. Freshmen wouldn't know yet. That's right. But I really think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of many things that uh, college kids 
you we'll know, learn. they just need to instill in high school, out of high school, into college. Yeah, for yeah sure. nobody's going to instill that in high school because you live at your parents' house, it's, and that's it's, what's it's happening. like. It's like the learning how to change your tire thing and all that other stuff. It's things that you need to kind of really heavily teach kids at that age. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to learn that one on their own because they're going to hate living in their little pigsty. And mom or dad is not <laughs> there. Very, they're going yeah. to right. realize it real fast. And if they live with some roommates in one of those little sweet situations, then they're really going to learn it. It's a lot of good growing up happens that old freshman year along with fun. All right, listen, we get back. Um, we do have a couple other stories. We got to catch up with you guys. That, of course, is Diana Ross and the Supremes. Miss Ross will be at the grandstand the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Yes. And we're playing that because uh, rest in peace, Lamont Dozier, 81, who passed away uh, today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He and these two brothers, Eddie and Brian Holland, and they just called themselves HDH. They literally wrote... Every hit for the Four Tops, every hit for the Supremes, so many other people. And uh, um, a lot of people, of course, Diana Ross and anyone that is still around that he wrote, they're letting things be known. But they were hired by Barry Gordy's Motown Records, you know, which was just starting out. And he was hired as an artist, producer, and a songwriter. And then he found himself working with Brian and Eddie. Oh. And then they turned out a few deep cuts their first year together. And then in 1963, they wrote Heat Wave by Martha uh, and the Vandellas. Like yes. And then Quicksand. And please, Julia. No one even you. recognized that version. If you want well, to try my, my favorite yeah. album that they also produced, and it's just my all-time favorite as far as the Supremes goes, is "Where Did Our Love Go." It's the yes. title track for that album. That's, That's love that album. Baby love, come see about me. And after they did "Where Did Our Love Go," we were just like, "Ma'am, we've stumbled on something. Are you feeling it?" And they are all like, "Yeah, we're feeling it." And they had seven more number ones with the Supremes, and they also wrote Marvin Gaye's "How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You." I can't get myself, you know, sugar pie, honey bunch and reach out. I'll be there. And of course, um, um, they were really incredible, but they also ended up suing Barry Gordy. They did. They ended up suing him for millions and then they started Invictus Records. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, over, you know, probably what they were getting paid because they were writing these songs. 
you just wonder if they were getting the royalties right, or he was keeping right. them or whatever. Yeah. They wrote, they wrote, um, um, oh God, they've done so many. They were all inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and then two years later into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, HDH, so the three of them. And- I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but Barry Gordy's brother Robert was on that rec- on those record labels as well. So yeah, well, I, I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, I'm sure I believe you. But yeah, right. I think anyway. So HDH and uh, yeah, they got nominated for uh, original song at the Oscars for um, "Let the River Run" from Working Girl. Oh, who's God, Working Girl? What's her name? Is 65 today. Melanie Griffith. That's right. She's 65. Anyway, so you might not know the name Lamont Dozier. But, man, do you know? Well, we We don't often know the songwriters unless they sing themselves. So We know the songs. Okay, you just mentioned... um, um, Working Girl. Mm -hmm. So this was was from The Machine today. They're rebooting, you know, the 1988 classic Working Girl. But did you know NBC... Tried it as a TV show back in 1990. I didn't know. It only lasted 12 episodes, and guess who the star was? Who? Sandra Bullock. Really? Okay. Sandra's only notable credit before that was the 1989 movie Bionic Showdown, The Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. In 1990, the Washington Post reported that Sandra Bullock was their second choice. It was supposed to go to Nancy McKeenan. You know, from oh, Facts from of Life. Facts of Life. Um, Joe from the Facts of Life. But she backed down when she, out when she could tell it was going to be a lemon. And in the review about the show Working Girl, Post said, she's been replaced by a nondescript Sandra Bullock, who's perfectly nice and about as memorable as your average bus ride. <laughs> oh, my God. And Interesting she choice in of words. Speed, yeah, speed right. would come out four years later. Right. Isn't that kind of funny? Oh, my God. Well, I... I rewatched The Blind Side was on, and oh, oh my. I love that oh, movie. Oh, that is such a good. Did that movie hold up? It does hold up. It really does. I that's love a, The Blind Side. That's mm-hmm. a good movie. And, you know, um, good old Tim McGraw, I think it was one of his first acting gigs. One of his played, first wiglets that we've seen. He in. looked good. He, he plays a very mean guy in Friday Night Lights, if you ever watched yes. that. Yeah, we love, yeah. We love Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. I don't remember him being in but that. But you're talking he, about well, the movie. The movie, yes. Yes. yes he, With, because yeah. in Friday Night Lights, the oh, coach... Oh, the movie, yes, yes, yes. The coach was um, Goliath. Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched the entire movie, but that TV show, boy, if people have never, ever seen it... <gasps> Oh, it's so good. Riggins! Riggins such forever. a good, good show. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go get an antenna tonight. Um, I'm going to go to the freetvproject.org. I'm going to watch That's the Way It Is, the Elvis documentary on no, HBO. 13! 13. 13. 13 I've watched, but no, I've got like 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. 13 is the sh- movie. Jeez. We, About, we, we watched we had the twelfth episode. There's next week is the penultimate. Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's. Whoa. I'm on the I'm on the last. I'm season six. I'm start. I'm like two oh, episodes into six. Yeah, so you're gonna I have to do every, You better finish before the finale. Yeah, I think there's, there's like eight or nine. Uh, there's like, it's a fourteen season episode in season six, and they split oh, it gotcha, seven gotcha. and seven. Yep, is how they did it. 
Interesting. Is it so good? Is it as intense as Breaking Bad or no? No, it's not as intense as okay. Breaking Bad, but it is very suspenseful. It has been a very suspenseful. It's been an absolutely terrific. It's one of the few shows that's a prequel to an amazing show yeah. that is as good as the original. Yeah, the, the, the further in you get, the more suspenseful it gets. It's not on the level of Breaking Bad. I don't think a lot of shows are, at least right. for me. Uh, but it's it's got somewhat of a cliffhanger uh, aspect to it, which I love. So. Just wait. And yeah. I'll Just be able wait. to talk to, to Grant, Grant about, about all it, of yes. my our shows that we like to watch because he was behind on Animal Kingdom. I bet he's caught up And everything. Better Call Saul and Animal Kingdom has been tense, 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 and we're coming down to the end and saying goodbye to that show, saying goodbye. Is Scott Speedman still on it? Boz, that's his character oh, on the right. show. I... Um, I, you can't deny. Is it spoiling something if it yes. aired it, it can four be, yeah. seasons ago? Oh, he's been off for that long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the young Scott Speedman as Boz is in this season, the last one. Oh, But yeah, something happens to his character. must have been to make way for him to go off to Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's right. He's on that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. Thank you, Josh. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Josh. All right. Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.